Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hello everyone, you've downloaded today's podcast. Big show today. We talk to the Deputy Prime Minister. Prime Minister. Prime Minister, Sorry, Deputy Premier. Premier. Premier, yes, he always <clears throat> seems a bit... Uh, bit quiet these days, Mr. Mm. Stephen Miles. It's a rainy, stormy day. I can mm. just feel it, which I don't know when you're listening to this uh, or in what part of the world you're in. Mm. But there's something about those clouds looking over the city that I always think of Batman. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. It's always raining. Yes, Gotham's pretty rainy. It'll be even rainier in the new one because they filmed it in Glasgow. Gotham City. Mm. Is that going to ruin it for you? Because, you know, when you are seeing so, yeah. movies and you see parts of Australia, you're like, oh, that's supposed to be New York yeah. City. I know that's not New York. That does annoy me. I hadn't thought about that. but mm. yeah, maybe. I always wonder how people in New York see movies because when mm. I was doing it, there was like the tour and there's so many different places they filmed. Mm. And then I went to the library where Carrie was there for the wedding scene. I was like, mm, it wasn't that great. Did you have any locations you wanted to, because I went to the Ghostbusters Firehouse. That was good. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the um, restaurant from Seinfeld. That was cool. Took all the photos and my wife lost a camera mm-hmm. um, back in the day. But, Did you go uh, the steps of Carrie? Nah. Yeah, so they're, fe- they're fenced off. Mm. Uh, mm. I didn't really have anywhere. The only place I really wanted to go to actual landmarks was Washington. Like that's what I, we spent three days there and mm. I wanted to do, you know, the, you the White like House. You always like those political shows, don't you? American political yeah. yeah, well, I was, I was a big fan of House of Cards. Yeah. I watched that. But I just think it's like <clears throat> you, you, everyone out of any country, Australia probably knows more about American politics than we do about our own. And yeah. that's what people in America so, say. They go, I just can't wait to come over and see Canberra. Yeah. yeah. So I think going <laughs> to the White House and like standing inside those like sort of buildings was pretty cool. Did you go inside the White House? No, no. I went into uh, the Capitol, Capitol building. building. That yeah. was pretty amazing. Mm. The White House I tried to get into. Um, oh, that's right. There was a barrier up, wasn't there? Was no, there was a barrier guy. out the front yeah. because Trump was in at the time and so mm. the security was pretty hyped and I just saw a line of people going in. I was like, I'm just going to follow these people in. But they were like booked in for something. <laughs> yeah, right. And it wasn't like, I thought it was a tour. It was Congress. It, I, I actually think <laughs> it was like, here, <laughs> it was people who like were doing business. And the guy's like, he's like, what are you doing? This is the copper. I was like, going in for a look. He's like, get away. You can't go in. I'm like, they are. And he goes, you're not them. Wow. <laughs> you're like, not them. That's right very eye. Trumpian. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Parliament House? I've never been to Canberra. I've only been, been to, to Canberra House? once. Yeah. Uh, I only went to Canberra once and it was for a, a, a um, stand-up comedy competition. So you just sort of drove and did the gig and then came yeah. back out. I didn't have any time. To, I, I'd like to go. It's a fascinating place. Uh, my how big it most... is. You know, when you kind of go, it's so vast where you, mm. you, it's so spread out. Like uh, it's very beautiful. It's and you would so... like the lawns because it's always raining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a nice place to go and visit. Yeah, my mum said it was the most um, British feeling place that she'd been. Mm. Um, like she sat mm. down and cried a bit because she felt so homesick when she went there. Oh, tell her ago. not to go to Adelaide then because that would be worse because uh. you've got all the old buildings that are very English. Mm. Yeah, My dad helped build the new parliament house. New parliament yeah, house. Awesome. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly what he did. He probably just put, well, he's a, electrician. put a few light switches in, yeah. you yeah. know, screwed a few light bulbs Mate, in. So did he dad, live there Australia for a while then? The mm, sorry? Mm. He lived there? Yeah, I was born there. Yeah, right. That's, born, that's when that I was born. That explains a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> Why I should <laughs> be in politics? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm it's a big enough. fountain and big yeah, lake the big and they've got like theatre there that's always, mm. you know, it just seems quite Mm-mm. cultured. And I mm. was like, oh, I'm in Canberra and my boyfriend at the time lived there 
And then I went to the most extraordinary goon party <laughs> and I went, oh, there's all different types of Canberra. So you go to mm. some places and it's very different. Mm. The radio like social station. economical groups are very different. Yeah. The radio station is weird there because I went there for work when I was doing the Hot 30 and we did our show uh, that night mm. from the Canberra studios. And I was like, oh, yeah, whereabouts is it? And they gave us the address. And we get into this taxi and the taxi takes us to the outskirts of town oh. and then drives into a paddock. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, nah, mate, we're going to the the radio station. He goes, I know. And the radio station was this brick building, like a, just a rectangle brick building. And it was in the middle of a paddock. What? Really? Yes. This was been ages ago because they moved now to the city. So it's near like Have the they moved thing. back, have they? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know, but yeah, it was. I was like, why is it here? here. Was yeah. it like cows and stuff? Yes. <laughs> I am so in the middle of nowhere. That's was, so strange. Well, it was sort of like, like it wasn't, you know how like if you go to say Dara or whatever, like out that way mm. here in Brizzy, or even if you go north side, like you go just outside past North Lakes and then there's like heaps of sort of open area. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of like that. So you're on the outskirts of town, but it was a farm. It's so vast though. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like the, I didn't realise how many farms there are mm. in Canberra. Yeah. You wouldn't expect it to be a farming community. Poor cows, they're cold. Oh, yeah, they would be cold. It'd probably be a transmission thing. Uh, yes, it was the, the transmitter was right beside it. Yeah. So they must have gone, here's the antenna. Mm. Let's just put the radio station too, beside it. The antenna can't be too close to where you're broadcasting to. Well, no, the antenna was there. No, I mean like two where you're broadcasting to. So you can't have an antenna in the middle of town. Oh, It's got yeah, the luminous houses up at Mount Cutha. It's got yeah. to be away from where you're beaming it to, otherwise it's too strong. Oh, really? What, too loud? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you live next to one, that's not where you're getting it from. It's, why the, um, it's where you're getting it from, but our, like our neck of the woods has bad reception because we're too close to the towers. Really? Well, Al has bad know. reception because we're too far away. But yeah, the peaks and troughs, you've got to get that sweet spot. It's the mountains, everyone always says. Mm. Uh. Mm. Uh, okay, let's get into it. Today we talked to Sam Thiday and his lovely wife, Rachel, about a TV show that they are on. Um, let's get into it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. And a Kubra hat has broken my family up, and it's understandable. They're brilliant hats. They are. Cooper hat. I've always wanted one, and I've never, I've never bought one because they are quite expensive. Yeah, beautiful Australian hats. And I had my mum had one, and I wore it for when I was doing the weather. I had to go to Tamworth, and every time I used to do the weather reporting for Channel Nine, it was an opportunity to dress up. <laughs> I loved it, so I used to do the full country boots. Looked like an idiot because I had nothing to do with country music. I looked like a city slicker, but I had this a Cooper hat. Mm-hmm. That was my dad's that mum had brought up and she was there with me Mm -hmm. because she was looking after um, my little bubs who was a few weeks old by then. And I love this hat so much. I said, oh, I want to keep it. She goes, oh, look, I give you everything. And she does. And she goes, but this hat, you can't. It's your your dad's. I bought it for your dad. And I went, oh, okay, no worries. Cheesing dad over me. Well, I still thought because my mum always, you know, she's my best friend. I love it a bit. And I just thought when we were at the airport, I was going back to Brisbane. (laughs) She was going back to Adelaide. I thought she was going to come and say, have the hat. Have the hat. But she didn't. She took it. And I thought, that's that's annoying. Mm. But that's okay. It's my dad's hat. And then I said to her just for Christmas, she didn't get me a 40th. She said, I want to get you a present. I said, probably one in a Cobra. And I'd love to have dad's hat. But, of course, that's his hat. So I'll have to get a new one. She goes, oh, that thing. He never wore it. I gave it away to your niece. And I went... (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. Can we just can we back up? You want? Gave it away to my niece. And she goes, Yeah, she wanted it. Your dad never wanted it. I went, 
No, but I want to know. Like, I've spoken about it a few times. And she wouldn't even appreciate the price of that thing either. No. She bought her, it. She bought just, it, I guess. No, the niece. Oh, the niece. No, yeah, your she, niece. Would, she doesn't know. understand it to her. It's just another she just hat. She says it's a great hat. And I was probably like, wears this... it on Halloween. <laughs> it's probably, I'm going as a look cowboy. At, look, I'm Woody. I'm Woody, Woody, everybody. To be fair, she does live up in Darwin. She probably embodies it more than me. But I just thought, well, no, it's, that's all right. It skipped a generation. Yes. Like she, my niece has now not learned... Mm. The value of the hat. Well, just the, how the, the hierarchy goes. Why don't you hit your niece up? No, she's already got it now. So then my mum. My mum oh, never no. says sorry. Maybe you haven't realised what the hierarchy of the family oh, is. Oh, I'm going to make it no. I know. Maybe, maybe. No, I know. My mum was always about the kids. When she had grandchildren, it's all about them. Yeah. Well, I get it. Like, we are, we are very down the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> but I said, I said to her, like, I don't think you understand. I'm really upset. Like, it was my dad's hat. She goes, your dad never wore it. Why don't I buy you a new hat? I'll get him to wear it for two weeks and you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> can you not say sorry? No. And she goes, my mum has never said sorry. We know this about Bev. Never said sorry. No, she has to me. Like, sorry, you have to work with Abby. <laughs> yeah, She's never said it. And she didn't say it. She said to me, well, I don't know what you want in this house. Why don't you come and label everything? Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't be defensive about that. That's just rude, you know. Now, Ash had an idea. Mm-hmm. Ash, our producer, said that she has gone over to a grandma's house. Yeah. And what do they have? We put little stickers on things that we want. So when she dies, um, you'll find all these teapots with my name underneath that I've claimed. So other, other cousins don't get that stuff. Wow, yeah, cool. Yeah, Vultures. That's good. So guess what I got at eBay? Little sticker book. I'm going down and I'm just going to label everything I want. The piano, it's not yeah. even a good one, but label. You can get a piano hold up. She's going to be wearing coats. It's going to have a big Abby on it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to think that's her name. Yeah. Hi, Abby. Yeah. It's Bev. We named it's her. It's a good idea, though, because then after anyone passes, hey, wait, you don't well, have... Wait, wait, wait. You, that, uh, just last week, you were talking about your um, grandma, who is fairly old, mm. and she's trying to give you stuff. And you're like, that's so morbid. I don't want anything. You keep it. I don't that's want your nana. stuff. I don't want to think about it. To me. <laughs> that is not what she said either. She said she doesn't want the crap stuff. So the labelling means that you get the good stuff yeah. and then the other kids... Yeah, now siblings. my nana's wearing her big diamond ring with Abby on it. Yeah. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Before we got Angus, our little border collie, um, we were a cat house, an exclusive cat household. We had Melora. She was the best cat in the world ever. I love that cat. It was Cat's cat before I met her and then she became my cat. She left cat mm. for me. So you and Rory were the only non-cats in the house. <laughs> yes, we were. Yes, they renewed their vows as well, standing on um, her... Well, in between, she had her standing little Standing on her cat? No, well, she passed away. Oh, you did it on your cat's... Like, she was there because she was such an important part of the relationship. They weren't mm. standing. They were kind of like either side. Yeah, oh, they weren't okay. dancing a jig or anything. <laughs> no, 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 After no, my no. wife ran her over. But she was towards the end. Of the car, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then we went and popped off to the, um, the shops and we got two new cats. Yes, after rescue a cats. While. Rescue cats, yes. We got Shadosh and Spectre. Um, a cat named Spectre. Um, Roy named Shadosh. We don't know what it means or what it's about, but we had those two cats. And um, they lived with us for a while. And then we noticed that Spe- Shadosh was just not really. She didn't dig us. She didn't like you. She liked Cat. Yeah. But every time Cat was away, she used to disappear. And then yeah. you locked her in the cupboard, and unfortunately, she weed herself by accident. Yes, but I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Accidents yeah. happen. But she yeah. never really liked you. She never liked me at all, and I re- never liked her anyway. Because I, 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 I never got over Melora. Um, no cats could have compared to her. <laughs> so I was like, "What are we doing with these two idiot cats?" 
Um, but so yeah, when Cat would go on cruises, which was frequent, um, she would go away and then come home when Cat got home, and then steadily she just didn't come home. And we were talking about this in the podcast, I think, where I said, I know where she is. She's with a, a, a couple of lesbian ladies mm-hmm. around the corner because they live next door to our friends who are the pilots. And they said, oh, that's Stav's cat. So they all worked it out. She's and, with her people. Uh, she's with her people, exactly. And um, they have a friend who listens to our podcast, so they actually got in touch on Instagram saying, hey, just want to, we've got your cat. Um, just want to know, is it a boy or a girl? And what's, um, you know. Can you not tell? I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're not. Cats are hard Once they've been to sexed. Well, I, yeah, we mm. were once told with a rescue cat that we had a girl, and we got it from a very reputable uh, place. I won't say the name of it, but they should know what mm. it is. And then when we took it to a vet once, they were like, nah, that's that's not a girl cat. That's a boy they, cat. Because they remove them completely when they got dissexed. Because we had one that my parents, very responsible, was not dissexed. And you can clearly tell it's a boy. Uh-huh. They're very big. Right. Yeah. No, that part, they don't remove the whole thing. Mm. They just remove the the, the nuts. But, the ball, but yeah. I think it's like an innie. It like hides. <laughs> oh. Unless it's needed, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I said, oh, um, we we'll might have to have you over to thank you for looking after our cat. She's like, well, we might have to have you over because technically we stole your cat. So the cat walked around the corner, obviously. They started feeding it. Didn't mm. think it had a home. Mm. And now they've taken it? Yeah. You didn't want it. Well, we, don't, we, we did no, not didn't want, want it. it. I didn't want one. Well, I was happy to have it in the doesn't house. Doesn't like males. It? Yeah, it doesn't like exactly. That's probably mm. it. Doesn't like doesn't like the male persuasion. Um, so it, effectively, for for a solid like I don't know six months, maybe to a year, it was a slow transition. But our cat was cheating on us with a, another another couple. So it does not come home at all anymore. It lives with them. No, sometimes we get a surprise visit. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, but then it just hisses at me, scratches and buggers <laughs> off. Come and tell you what it's got better <laughs> yeah. down the road. Yes, yes. So what about vet <laughs> fees? me? I've got... If it needs its needles and stuff like that, are they paying for all of that? We haven't got a bill, so... Well, how often do you need to get cats done? Every year. You meant to needle same? them, yeah. Are you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. With what? Uh, like vaccinations and things like that. Do they need oh. vaccinations? We, yeah. we never got malaria no, done. Yeah. I would never yeah. used to get cats. No. We do with dogs, I didn't know. Hmm. Maybe that's why cats are so grumpy, because we just don't worry about them. It's like you just buy a cat and then leave it to do its own thing. <laughs> no. So maybe all cats are just misunderstood. They're lonely and they feel outcast. Yeah, maybe. But I'm, I'm sure this isn't the only time this has happened where a, a pet has... You, you find a lot, especially cats, though, but other other pets as well, will have various families where you think they're just going for a wander, but they've got, like, I'm going to have a meal there, I'm going to have a meal there, and you end up finding out they've got three families. A friend of mine had to go to the vet and got, like, in a lot of trouble because their cat was overweight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you think? Feeding them, so well, we're not. We're just feeding it, and then one day they had to do like a stakeout and follow their cat down the road mm. to find out that it was going into all these different places and getting fed. So they had to go and say, "I'm sorry, sorry. Can you not feed our cat?" Cheating, like, cheating cats. Cheating. They're, they're judgy cats. Judgy. They're judgy, judgy, judgy. Oh, yeah, I, down I, I on felt, you. I felt judged. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ayla in Logan Lee is yours. <laughs> yes. Yes, he's my black thirteen-year-old cat. Mm-hmm. And um, we were living at Kangaroo Point at the time, and um, my cats don't wear collars because they hang themselves, so we just don't put collars on them anyway. My cat came home with a collar on one day, and I was like, what the hell? It's got a note attached to it saying, hi, your cat's been hanging out out at our house. We don't mind if you don't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) A a little message. Did you put a message back on it? Yeah, yeah. I I said, hi, my name's Tucker. I live at, you know, I put my address and my phone number and... Um, we played messenger cat for a while and then we started texting and, um, anyway, when I moved, um, I didn't tell them and they messaged me going, we haven't seen Tucker for a couple of days. 
And I was like, oh, God. So I took him back to say goodbye. He had done it to five families up and down the street, and they all came and had a goodbye party. Oh, <laughs> my God. He's more popular, popular than popular you. Cat. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't throw a shade. He's way more. <laughs> Charmaine, hey. Hi. Uh, your cat's, uh, your, what, your animal's cheating on you? Um, my cat, Titan, yeah. he ran away for nine months. Mm. And um, he was pretty much living at someone's house two streets away. Wow. And when did you see it? How did you see it again then? Um, They finally checked his microchip and brought him back to us. Wow. Oh. After, no, after, after not, nine months. Must have ruined a couch or something. You know, they claw at couches. Yeah. They're like, nah, like, no, right. we don't want it. Yep. The fun's over. Let's find out where you're really from. Esther and Redlands. <laughs> it's all cats. Well, cats when you think about cheating. it, dogs are going to open the latch, walk out, and go and see another family, then come back in. Angus could, but he chooses not oh, to. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> Esther, what was it? Yeah, I've got a, a serial cheating cat, um, a little Burmese female that um, in the current place we're living at, she goes down and visits the old people at the old people's home. Um, and she's learned how to open the doors. So she just like lets it, she kind of hides around the corner. And then uh-huh. the second the door opens, she'll either run out or she'll just tap it open with her paw and yeah, she legs it. And then wow. in a previous house, um, she was like the queen of the street. She used to actually let herself into other people's houses and she'd be like perched up on their couch when they got home <laughs> sitting there like hi i own the joint yeah <laughs> see cats people never mind with cats any other animal there's issue oh. but mm. a cat you just like you know what kind of jerks they are you just go whatever yeah it's just they're part of their nature to do whatever they like so yeah there was a famous one in paddington uh called charlie he was the mayor of paddington and no one owned him but he just sort of walked up and down all the stores and got pads and everyone fed him and stuff and he the was there for years thinking, i don't yeah. get owned i own this place yeah, yeah. feral cats need to learn that imagine that just go be kinder people will take you in Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. The eyes. The eyes. Not around the eyes. Don't look around the eyes. Look into my eyes. You're under. <laughs> okay. I have not explained how nervous I am about doing our underwater show. Mm. And I think I should be grateful because it's a great barrier reef and it's an amazing place. Mm. I believe just... about three weeks' time we'll be broadcasting the entire show from mm. under the water yeah. in cans on the great barrier reef. So I'm waking up in the middle of the night the same way I was before I shaved my hair. Mm-hmm. So I shaved it all off, like a one and a two, and just, I was freaked out about that, and I was committed to it, but I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, <gasps> and I'm doing that again, and my heart is racing, and then I can't get back to sleep, because I just have no desire to go underwater, like mm-hmm. freaked out. I don't even, I don't put my head under the water at all, mm-hmm. ever. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Ever. I take my kids, I force them to go swimming, could not stand doing it. Mm-hmm. And I the shower? Do you put it under there in the shower? Or do you put it up, do it as it does the bun, and then just works away around no, the shower? No, I wash hair. my hair, but I would never go under so my eyes are under, because yeah. that would feel like I was suffocating. Right, is that what it is? <laughs> I'm just trying to work out what it is. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like a panic that I'm not going to be able to breathe. Right. So I, I heard that you can do hypnotherapy. And it's not the same way where you went under for a TV show and you've gone under for the show as well. You don't yeah, I've get been those, under a few those times. stage hypnotisms yeah. and they get you to like chuck, like cluck like a duck and stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> it's if always you don't, way, isn't it? It's yeah. always like beg like a dog. Yeah. And <laughs> if you don't go under, I always love those ones where you go, it didn't work on me. And they go, oh, you weren't open to it. Mm. Like you didn't let it happen. So therefore it didn't happen. I so smelled Carrie Ann's feet once, remember that? They, that's right, and you didn't go under, I you just pretended. Because you always lie. dreamed about doing just it. Just pretend that you're under if you're, if you're not under. And so, oh, yeah, was... I'm not going to pretend, but on 13, 10, 60, I want to know, has anyone used hypnotherapy? Because like I said, it's not the same as that, but apparently you can use it to quit smoking. Yeah. 
maybe give up chocolate if you want to, yep. or for another fear. So I'm thinking about doing it so I can go under the water. Ellie, our, our on-air announcer, you've actually used it for planes. Correct. So I had the worst fear of flying. It began when I was a kid to the point where mum and dad would have to carry me onto the plane. Wow. My nanny used to always tell me stories about planes crashing, so it started from her. Thanks, <laughs> Nan. Mm-hmm. Um, then September 11 happened, and there was always that fear of once again getting onto a plane. And when I first met my husband, we booked all these flights, and it was to the point where uh, we counted, I think, 15 flights had to be cancelled because I was so scared of getting onto the plane. Wow. So got to a point where it was like, we're wasting all this money on cancelling flights, need to do something. So I was hypnotised into my fear of flying so much now I am obsessed with flying. Any opportunity to jump on a plane, I will. And me and my husband go to Brisbane Airport and watch planes oh, take off not, and land. you're a plane spotter. I'm a plane nerd now. So <laughs> how many sessions? I did three. Right. Did, they, did you feel it straight away? Like You don't go under. You're still conscious and everything. Um, it's a really weird experience, and anyone else who's done it will be able to understand what I'm talking about. But it's like you're falling asleep, but you're still subconsciously paying attention to mm. what's going on. And I know that they, she kept saying to me, when you walk into that metal tube, know that when you land, you'll be in a magical place. <laughs> So whenever I got on the plane, I'm like, I'm going to go to a magical place. <laughs> Everything's okay Check out for drugs, guys. Um, yeah, yeah. And instantly when you got on the plane for the first time, you were excited or? There was seen that, that little bit of anxiety, but my husband and I spoke through it and I'm absolutely fine now. I, I do listen to some YouTube reminders mm-hmm. um, when I do have a flight coming up. I wonder if, if you hated planes and now you love them, hmm. I wonder if you, your wife really hates you and is thinking about divorce, you could hypnotise her back I into falling in love with you again. I think you have to be willing. You have to want to, to do it. Like, yeah. I don't think you can get her there and she hears, but, you but, love your husband, she's like, oh, I do. No, but if you say to me, like, hey, look, babe, it's going to be, like, real messy for the divorce, let's just give it a go. But, like, I don't know. Maybe you've got you a can... concern. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm saying before for anything. <laughs> Maddie, I've got a really well, good hypnosis yeah, if you want to give gonna... her a call. I'm, I'm going to just... try it, but yeah. I want to know on 131060, did anyone use it? And, like, you can be honest and say, I tried it, it was bollocks, it didn't work, mm. and tell us what it what it's for. See, we, so we... maybe I'll become a scuba diver. May, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. We, we could whack together a whole list of things that we might want them to hypnotise you into while, <laughs> while we're there. While they're under. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds creepy, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda and Logan Lee, and you're back in the room. When did you get hypnotised? Hey, I got um, hypnotised about 10 years ago. I was a really heavy smoker, and um, I actually had tried so many different methods and didn't really have any faith that it was going to work. And um, I was astounded. I went, I was like a really cheap hypnotist because I only had one session, and I've never had a cigarette since. Wow. Oh, and yeah. do, you, do you remember the session, Amanda, or it's very vague and you were kind of... You no, know, no, I was totally conscious and um, my the hypnotist said that my husband could be in the room as well, but I was scared he was going to rip us off, so I told him to leave. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and the funny part was, is like I just had to shut my eyes and he was talking to me and he was an Irish um, mm. hypnotist mm. and he kept my key word was, there's better things to do than smoke. So every time I felt that I wanted one, mm. I had to say those words to myself. But it never worked unless I said it in an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, are you also saying you didn't want your husband in the room because you thought that he might put you both under and then fleece your wallets or something? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And never, not, not one cigarette. 
Not one. Wow. Not one. There you go. Amazing. You should get him. I need an Irish one. While you're under, you should get him to um, remove your fears of taking down the cot with coal because you're all upset about just that. Just put it all in at once? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what I'm saying before. You yeah. make a list of a all list the of things. Stuff. I just, think you have like, got to concentrate on one. Oh, I, I can have a lot of sessions. There's yeah. a lot of messed up stuff. Well, you can completely reshape. If this works for anything, you can reshape your whole personality. Mm. All right, Carly and Alex Hills, you've been hypnotised. Turn your radio down in the background there, Carly. Oh, sorry. That's right. Hello. Hey, what was your Hello. fear Yes, of? I have. I was absolutely horrified of thunder and lightning, like electrical storms. Oh. Absolutely. Lock myself in a cupboard, forget about the world, petrified of storms. Right. Um, and my husband was like, I've had enough of this. We've lived here for five years. You've got to get this sorted sort of thing. And um, I said, right, well, hypnotherapy is the way to go. And I went with three different people. Um you know, over about a space of about six months and not one of them even zoned me out. Mm. Like, I was just sat staring at them the whole time, like, am I wasting my money? And it is quite expensive as well. Um, And so you sort of hope, oh, yeah, great, great. And then I was anticipating the next storm going, oh, I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Hell no, I was not okay. (laughs) But I was thinking I was going to be, so I was like, yeah, watch me, watch watch me in this storm. Ah, run for the cupboard. (laughs) Um, But now you're fine? yeah, I am actually. I actually went to see um, a psychologist um, instead, and she was battering with, with my um, anxiety. She was mm. like, oh, you're just really anxious. You've just got to chill. And when you deal with that and when you realize there's more to life than cleaning your house, um, then you'll be all, oh, okay. And I was like, absolutely not. This is a load of nonsense. Here I go again. But you know what? That took only 10 sessions because I got the 10-session thing through my GP. Yeah, yeah. I mental health In fact, thing. I think I only needed about eight sessions, mm. and I'm fine. Like, I'll sit with the windows open. Mm. You know, I'm Didn't actually not Yeah, well, good luck because there's, there's storms coming this week. So <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. Stress-free. Yeah. Elaine in Red, uh, Redland Bay, you've been hypnotised. Hey. What was your fear? Hey, so I went to see a hypnotherapist. I was having, I had a rough few years and then I started having panic attacks when I was driving. So it was only when I was driving, I was mm. driving along, all of a sudden I felt like I had to brake. Mm. I would be driving along, slam my brakes on, nearly causing accidents, etc. I've been a heavy red wine drinker for all my life since I probably turned 18. Mm. Went to see this beautiful lady in Redland Bay, booked three sessions. After the first session, I have not touched a drop of wine, and I am 99% cured of my panic attack. Wow. Wow. I'm not ready to give up wine, but okay. (laughs) No, well, it made me feel amazing. Amazing, She talked in in colours and shapes. Mm-hmm. I was awake, but I was doing all these actions about throwing the panic out of my car. I've just never experienced anything like it, and I'm not a believer in anything like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel amazing. I've lost weight. Can you undo it? <clears throat> if you wanted to go back to drinking wine again, can you go back and be like, oh, you know, control Z, the wine thing? It's not even that. I've had a bottle of red wine sat on my, on my bench top since the day it happened, and I've just looked at it and not, not had not it. Wanted I've it. Had a, yeah. I, it's not total alcohol. Mm. My fear, it turned out my fear was getting caught being over the limit. Right. Oh, interesting. There you go. All right, we'll, we'll, see, we'll get you in there. I'll go next week. You might. Well, you know what? We might say, all right, time to come to the surface. Like, like, nah, nah, staying down again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a man, no, <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You've got mail. Mailbag. 
Oh, email. Whether we like it or not, we all need to have one. Mm. We've got to have it to sign up to Netflix, at least. So if you don't need it for work, you are going to need it if you want to watch Squid Game. Yeah, that's how I got my dad's Netflix account. What's his email address? P. Oh, it's... Petey Pete? No, it's the 69, which I was like, that's not funny. Oh, it is a bit it's funny. It's not, because he has to give it to all the grandchildren as well when they're logging in from a different device. Wouldn't that have just been the year he was born? No. <laughs> Stab, it's not. And I didn't ask any questions. No. And I was just straight-faced, like, good for you. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's got one. And work email, if you're in a corporate environment, can strangely be fun. So especially with group balls, yesterday this happened here in the office. There is, um, from working from home when it happened over COVID, there was a special email set up where you could send out to all group across the, the whole company. And we've yep. got like thousands of people in this company. And that's interstate as well. Yeah. yeah. Every state we've got radio stations. And so this person, um, Daniel is his name, and he has sent out an email thinking it was to the technicians asking to fix a problem, but it was actually to the group email across the whole company. And of course... Everyone who is behind a keyboard automatically <laughs> becomes a smart ass. Mm-hmm. And everyone starts replying. Parente did it. He was, I think, the second person, Parente, uh, the first person, our first. social media guru. First. And he's, he's um, happy about that. I don't think that. it came through as first. Sorry about that. Yeah. Someone got it earlier. And he goes, hey, sorry, <laughs> I'm a digital producer. Can't help you, Mab. You want the text. And then everyone in the company just piles on this dude. So there was like hundreds of emails coming through. Mm. One weird thing that happened was the pastor who married Esther and I almost 10 years ago, I realised works for us in Tasmania now selling television. Really? Like, really? I was like, what a small world we live in. Yeah. Oh. Um, but you've got to be really careful because my biggest fear in life with email mm. is, you know, we get emails from like the big bosses and it's all staff mm. and you have to reply to it, but hitting reply all and your reply then goes to everyone in the company because it's happened from time to time and you really see the kiss asses when they reply. <laughs> you know, like, hey, this is going to be so great. I'm so excited about it. Yes, totally in. Let's go, team. And you're is like, that why you're oh, nervous? Because that's the same way you responded. Like, if everyone knew that, never, you'd be like, eh. I would never reply like that. <laughs> never, ever. <clears throat> the other function that is frightening on email is BCC. I don't even know. What that stands for? Uh, Blind oh, we looked, copy. We looked. What's the what's C? A? Cat. Blind copy copy. <laughs> no, what is this? we looked into what it stood for. Oh, and we've forgotten. Um, I don't like it when people say um uh, they want receipt of red. Oh, oh you're yeah. like, you know that I've read it, yeah. but you, I'm going to pretend that I don't. It's like everyone always gets a text message. So whenever you go, I'm so sorry, I didn't get that text message. What you're saying is I kind of saw it, didn't really read it, didn't really yeah, reply. Yeah, or yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. that want to let them know when you've deleted it. Is there some of those? Yeah. yeah you can... send you a message when I've deleted it. I was like, well, I'm not going to respond. Blind carbon copy. Blind yeah. carbon copy. Well, I hate, to, I hate to break it to people. They're going to get my delete receipt before my red receipt. <laughs> because quite often I just... You're going to miss out on yeah. sweet cash, bang. Mate. You know, when it's always like, add your details, you're going to miss out. Bang, bang. <clears throat> uh, but I wanted to know, we got first calls coming up shortly. I'm 13, 10, 60. Um... When you've accidentally replied, like no. when have you just, you know, you've written to one person and you've complained about another, you didn't realise that the person you were complaining about mm-hmm. was on the email. I quite often, because I don't even check, I'll just type in someone's name into my previously yeah. emailed things and just hit enter. Mm-hmm. And I email the wrong people all the time and they reply back like, hey, wrong Adrian, 
Wrong stab. <laughs> I'm like, ah, sorry. How many stabs do you know? I've had seven. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this email chain yesterday went on and on and on until someone finally cracks it and goes, hey, guys, that's quite enough. Who did that? And Matthew Lucas was his name. Oh. And then, of course, after Matthew Lucas does that, Everyone starts piling back on again. <laughs> the memes come flying <laughs> thick and fast. It never happens. Don't be the one to be like, stop, guys. It's not funny anymore. Because <laughs> they're just going to keep at it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stephen Miles, the Deputy Premier. Carol Baskin. Killed her. Husband whacked him. Can't convince me. Oh, uh, you've lost. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Stephen Miles. Good morning, Gus. Scratch with you again. Uh, we, uh, we went a little bit too early yesterday. We were celebrating the people that were going to go and get vaccinated and saying they were the 80%. We can rip off the mask, no more. But we haven't reached it yet. We feel just short. So close. So hopefully today, if lots of people go and get vaccinated, we can get to 80% and get rid of these masks. Have you been like a dad at the front of a car with everyone when you're walking around going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. I keep checking my phone, but... um. Uh, not quite. So close. So Are you close. guys going to do like a presentation when it is announced or just a little bit of an update so that if we're going to the school pickup, we can rip it off? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be an, an update during during the day. I, I think the Premier's, Premier's talking about 10. I'm not sure if we'll get there by then, but mm. hopefully later in the day. Now, the other big issue that um, came out yesterday was the uh, vax versus um, unvaxed and their um, liberties and what they're allowed to do from December 17th. Now, that's already causing a bit of a ruckus. How, how are you feeling about it? Well, look, we've said all along that vaccinated people should get a reward for being vaccinated, and that's what we announced yesterday, that from the 17th of December, there'll be a, a bunch of non-essential places that people will only be able to go to if they're vaccinated. We can do that safely because we can also know that everyone else who's there is vaccinated, and so we won't need any other restrictions, masks or social distancing, that kind of thing. Because you have announced that we're going to be able to put our certificate in our check-in app, so you don't need to, you know, show it separately um, from mid this month. But for businesses, I feel sorry for them because I've even been, you know, at a bottle shop when someone came in without a mask and, you know, they didn't feel comfortable having to insure it because they don't get paid for it. Are small businesses going to have to get it upon themselves to do it? They're saying that police are going to monitor it, but I'm, I'm guessing businesses are not going to be fined if they're found with unvaccinated people in there. No, that, that, that's right. All we're saying is businesses have to take reasonable steps, and that just includes having a sign-up to say that you've got to be vaccinated and asking people to, to do the QR code. Uh, if people refuse to leave or if they refuse to do the QR code, then we're saying don't take matters into your own hands. Call the police. That's their job. Mm. When will the QR code <laughs> stop? Oh, well, that's, that's a good question. We've said we'll review these restrictions when we get get to 90%, but I suspect it'll be sometime, sometime after that. Um, We'll just have to see how things play out next year. We, I just want to... Like, will you guys ever shut borders again? Because now we're saying we're all open up. People are booking interstate. Of course, you know, we, we get to the 80%, there's going to be people that still aren't vaccinated and it is going to be an issue for them. Mm. But are you ever going to shut borders again? Well, I, I think it's very unlikely now um, due to COVID. You know, other things could happen, but mm. uh, very unlikely due to, due to COVID. We've said once we get to... 80% of the virus will be here, and from there it's about just managing our caseloads to 
uh, to keep the community as safe as we can and, and reduce the load on our hospitals. Now, I um, <clears throat> I 100% agree with the, the decisions and the vax versus back, uh, unvaxxed uh, rules that have come into play, but it has, uh, and for a lot of people, it's caused issues. Even in my family, there are some people that are not getting vaccinated, so they won't be able to come to family gatherings at restaurants and whatnot. Is there anyone in your circle that's not that's anti-vax? No, no one, no one who's really anti-vax, but there's there's a few people I know who just haven't haven't got around to it. It hasn't been a priority, and I, th- I think now that they know uh, there's a bit of a rush on to be double vaxxed by the 17th of December, I, I think that'll be the, the the last push to get to get them there, and I, I think that's a really good thing. Well, uh, it's all good stuff. We're looking forward to having the masks off. My wife in particular said, can I say thank you to you because she um, was looking forward to not having giant pimples on her chin thanks to masks and makeup. So I'll pass that message on. Uh, yeah, I, I hate them too, and I, I can't get away with never not wearing them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, mate, nice to talk to you this morning. Thanks for calling through. Good on you guys. Thanks so much. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Change the conversation about parenting in this country. New parental guidance. Oh, it's an interesting show. It's really confronting. Mm. I like watching it and then I go, oh my God. Parental guidance, it continues tonight, 7.30 on Channel 9. And two of the parents on there, we know them very well, Rachel and Sam Thiday, proudly the helicopter parents, right? Yeah, very proudly the helicopter parents. Um, <laughs> If anything, in our eyes, um, it means that we're, we're ever present in, in, our, in our kids' lives and uh, we're there to catch them when they fall and we're there to uh, love them to bits. Have you been brave enough to watch it with your two beautiful girls? Yeah, we've uh, we've watched uh, most episodes. Uh, they were pretty excited about this week, uh, having the chance opportunity to see themselves on TV. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been really good, especially last week as well, so... Uh, the chance opportunity to have a great conversation with them about stranger danger was was really good as well. It must be different for you, Rachel, because since Sam stopped playing football, he would be home a lot more. And I mean, the your parenting styles would have been different from when he was travelling and working. Absolutely, I was very much uh, used to being solo solo parent around the house and then um, obviously then the retirement happens and then he's home and right, go, it's go actually away, been Sam. nice to <clears throat> In the way, yeah, always in the way. Yeah, so, <laughs> gone from having two kids to three kids now. <laughs> yes. Now with the helicopter parent style, there is that, um, and sort of Abby's touched on this um, with her kids, when the roost is empty, what do you guys do? Because you do put a lot of focus and all your energy on the kids so when, when they grow up and, and, and leave the nest... You guys just looking at each other going, what are we going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's a great way of looking at it. I feel like we're a really long way away, away, away from that at the moment because we're uh, obviously the girls are six and eight. So, um, but yeah, I mean, by that stage, you'd hope that we um, could get off and travel somewhere by then. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> you guys would know the couples more than what we've seen. And I'll admit, I was a bit judgy. Like, well, no, I was very judgy when I was looking at the other parents and you saw the nature and you're like, oh, my God, they live in a tent. And then you realise, you go, oh, my God, there's so much to love about their parenting that I would adopt. Was there any that you guys looked at and you went, actually, that, that makes sense, we can take that on board? Well, I think the best part about the whole show was we had the chance opportunity to... Um, spend four or five days all together in Sydney. We sat in studio for a long period of time having some real open and honest conversations. And I think what we left with was parenting situational uh, and you need every style to parent your kids. So, you know, if it's a 
a dangerous situation, you need to be strict. You need to set some boundaries. Um, you know, when you're at home in the in the comfort of your own home in the backyard, um, you you live a bit free range. You live a bit nature. So I think uh, it's about uh, embracing your style, but then uh, learning and picking and choosing a uh, little bits of everyone else's style to uh, incorporate into the way you raise your kids. But there's no way I'm living in a tent. Fair enough. How, how quickly do you think you turn into the strict parent, Sam, if they decided to go for the dolphins? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, very much so. I think I would have to be, um, you know, the, the disowning parents uh, if that ever happened. So, uh, no, in saying that, I, I will say this, though. My girls uh, do not go for the Broncos anymore, and I don't know how this has happened. Um, they end up uh, supporting who their friends support. So uh, Gracie actually goes for the Bunnies, mm. and Elsie actually supports the Roosters. And Rachel stopped watching football altogether. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not Sam. that much of a helicopter parent then, yeah. are you, really, if that was nah. allowed? Yeah. But look, <laughs> Sam, if, if the Dolphins put you on the payroll, they can come over at any time, right? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we have to see. I'm, I'm in negotiations with the Broncos at the moment, but, uh, you know, if that falls through, I might have to give Uncle Wayne a call and say, how are you going, old mate? Remember <laughs> me. <laughs> hey, guys, um, great to talk to you this morning. Parental guidance, it's tonight, uh, 7.30, Channel 9, and, of course, you can catch up at 9 now. Sam and Rachel Thiday, nice to talk to you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.